Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the LodgeCast Hotline. Brother Bishki here to tell you some of the hot upcoming movies we're going to be reviewing. If you see any of these movies and you have opinions about them, then please leave a voicemail at the phone number one 877 565-1466 where you can call in your brief movie review and possibly be included in an episode. Don't forget to give us your bone count. Here are some of the hottest upcoming movies the LodgeCast will be reviewing. Locked Down Rated R Sia's Music Rated PG-13 Bliss Starring Owen Wilson Rated R I Care A Lot Rated R. Once again, that LodgeCast hotline number is 1-877-565-1466. Call toll-free today. Love and light. Oh! I don't know if this is prestige, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> it's late night? I feel like it's a late night. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hello and welcome to another edition of Lockdown Hot Takes After Dark. I'm your Lodge Master with me as always is Brother Bishki. Good evening. And Brother Lucas. Up all night. This is an After Dark Hot Takes because I don't know if I'd call this movie prestige, but as far as like an after midnight selection on Amazon Prime Video, it's pretty prestigious in that in that department. It's it's a movie called Nocturne and it's set in the high pressure world of super obsessed young musicians. It's a Blumhouse joint, Blumhouse <laughs> television. It's very odd because yeah, it's a movie. It's definitely a feature, but you're right. The the Blumhouse TV What are movies? I don't I don't know what are movies anymore. I don't know. I, I guess you know what? I guess it's Blumhouse <laughs> Television because it was it was released strictly on Amazon, Amazon Prime platform. So maybe that's sure. their, their reasoning. Hmm. It, it's just a very uh, dissonant image to see Blumhouse Television before a movie. But anyway, I knew nothing about this going in. This movie was vetted by none other than our very own Lucas. And he said, boys. We're doing Nocturne. And so I found that to be thrilling. I I so rarely know nothing about a movie going in. And it is always a joy. Bishki, did you know anything about this? Did you even nothing, heard of this? Nothing. Nothing. Well, I'm, I, I love that because honestly, I was in the same boat as you gentlemen. And it was late at night. And I was surfing through uh, the void. And was like, <laughs> what do I do with myself? Surfing the void. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I and I saw it was like an Amazon original and I was like Nocturne that's an interesting title and and I think the thumbnail for my for my viewing was was like the young uh protagonist which is the girl I forget her name but she's from the Sydney Sweeney thank you from Euphoria she's great and so yeah I watched the trailer 
And the trailer kind of impressed me. I was like, whoa, this trailer looks interesting. And so I was like, let me just start watching it. And I started watching it. And by the time it was over, it was like a lean, mean, I think it was 90 minutes or 91 minutes. And I was like, I love this. Like, I love the short <laughs> runtime. I love the plot. Like, I, I just appreciated that, that, that finally a filmmaker... Um, and it was their first uh, feature, their directorial debut. Like we're, we're really swinging for the fences. It, it kind of has this black swan meets, uh, I, I would say hereditary just cause there's some spooky supernatural stuff maybe. Um, but it, sure. it has that kind of aesthetic, that kind of high polished kind of creepy vibe. It's about fraternal twin sister pianists and they are both at this prestigious, music school and there is a big competition to play this big final musical piece at the at the end of their school year semester or whatever mm -hmm. so the whole movie is about the intense pressure that these youngsters force themselves into to be perfect and to play every note perfectly and that's when shit starts getting creepy when one of these students is driven to madness and kills herself. And then Sidney Sweeney finds her cursed musical notebook with a, <laughs> with a symbol on it. I mean, you can't, you can't get much like much clearer than that. Like the second I saw that spooky notebook with the symbol, I knew exactly what movie <laughs> I was in. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. But I would really love to know what Bishki was thinking as the movie was starting to unfold. What were you feeling about Nocturne? Um, yeah, I was pretty sure it was shot at UC Northridge. I don't know. I've been to that campus a few times. And, uh, so I think that was where it was the performing arts center there, which is a very nice performing arts center. And it's a very nice campus. That was my early going thoughts. And then, um, <laughs> she plays, uh, Ooh, nice campus. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Juliet's our lead. I thought she was, she was a pretty good, uh, millennial. I thought it was, I, I like the theme of like millennials and classical music. And then that just not jiving anymore. Like, right. Like it's pointed out that millennials don't give a shit about classical, <laughs> which is beyond obvious. Like we're going to lose classical KUSC probably in like the next like few years. And like, yeah, it's just, it's just all going to go away. Like I'm a classical music fan, a classically trained pianist. You're a classically trained pianist, Bishki. I did. I took five years as a child and four wow. years as an adult. And wow. Uh, oh shit. So, so this movie was up my alley. I, I was, I was rooting for it in the early, going yeah i didn't know we had such a fancy pants <laughs> me, in our midst. me neither that's impressive is she wow i mean like, yeah, I don't, i'm not i don't have a musical bone in my body but i always thought i would love to learn to play piano if i could learn just just one instrument <laughs> lucas took a big hit y'all let him recover <laughs> thank you and i love that the term orc dorks for orchestra dorks i'd never heard that before i'm sure it's a it's a phrase as old as time but <laughs> orc dorks that was cool so, yeah, I, I got some Suspiria vibes, some light Suspiria, Suspiria on a budget vibes. And I don't quite know what to make of Sidney Sweeney's performance because it is it feels real, but it also feels kind of. 
I don't know, just kind of tossed <laughs> off a little bit. She kind of you know? slurs like, her words, like she yeah. slurs her words. So. It's interesting. She she plays herself, like she doesn't have a lot of range. But I felt Kat, that's what it feels like. Yes, but I felt I mean I think she's much stronger in a supporting role. But here she's kind of asked to carry the film. But it it, it works for me only because out of the fraternal twins, her sister is the more talented, successful uh, prodigy. And she's right. the one that really has to struggle. And when you look at her, it's like, yeah, she kind of looks like she's not really into piano. Like she'd rather be doing something else. Yeah. So I can kind of visually at least understand that. And that kind of worked for me. My other problem, and it's very petty and surface, but there's a rapper who has a lot of tattoos on his face and he looks like he's like 12 and his name is Lil Xan, short <laughs> yes. for Lil Xanax. I know Lil Xan. And he looks to me just like her. Like they look like <laughs> identical twins. So if you if you Google Lil Xan and Cindy Sweeney, let me know if, I, if I'm insane or not. But I couldn't get past it. So I was like, oh, man. oh Lil Xan's doing a pretty good job. And she's <laughs> popping Xan throughout. So there you go. Yeah, she, she is, she is she definitely is. taking some druggists. But I also dug like uh, the the Amadeus dynamic between like her and her sister, similar to Black Swan, where there's this frenemy sibling rivalry. Yeah. And it's like, you know, for for anyone who wants to excel at something, no matter what it is, you're always going to you know, experience someone, your peer, someone exactly like you, but they're just 10 times like better at it. And you just have to accept that and not. It's bound to happen. Yeah. It's so bound feel, to happen. I feel it's like a universal relatable theme that, that goes a long way in any genre. And if you kind of put that into like a horror suspense thriller, whatever it is, psychodrama, I think it pays off a lot. Like, I think it just spikes the punch a little bit. Yeah. One, one problem I had with their, twin relationship is that they were they were pretty at odds from the beginning like i kind of mm -hmm. wish they would have been friendly on the surface but secretly at odds i guess um yeah it would have been nice to have a little more uh fall off there i mean you think about sisters or you know any siblings like they're usually not assholes to each other i mean maybe they are but I don't know. I just, I you, just, you've felt, lived a charmed life, Bishki. I maybe have lived a charmed life. I mean, I've had arguments <laughs> with siblings, but I'm not, but not just pure, like bone deep assholery. Not just pure, like, screw you, sis. Yeah. And the kind of assholery we're describing is so, for example, the more successful sister has a classical piece of music that she has picked out to perform as an audition to be chosen for the like main event headliner showcase. And everyone like, you know, tells uh, Sydney Sweeney like, oh, yeah, you know, you got to like you got to have balls. You got to go for it. And even her sister tells her like, you got to you just got to like not care or something. So she's like, all right, I'm going to do the exact same audition song as you. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but like she's going to get it. You know, it's like it's kind of amazing. Like, I don't know. It's just uh, it's good. It's good setup and payoff, dramatically speaking. Yeah. I loved the first creep that we see. It's not really a horror movie per se. It's more of a psychological mindfuck movie, kind of like 
yeah, like Black Swan is. Mm-hmm. But like halfway through, we we get an image of the girl who killed herself, and I thought that was really effective. She had a weird smile on her face, and I thought that was good. But the budget definitely hampers a lot of the other bigger things that this movie is trying to do with its special effects. Like there's a lot of hallucination stuff that looks. I don't know, almost like a screensaver to me at, at certain points. Yeah, it's and cheap. you know, I I can I can get into it and I can forgive it, but no, but I can officially label this student feature certified. Ooh, student feature certified. Oh, yeah, because B- Brother Bishke, you know, already hit the nail on the head where he was like, "Oh, that's that's Cal State Northridge campus," which I didn't know, but that <laughs> makes sense because. Everything is very minimal, like they don't have a lot of money, including for the actors, too. Right. So that's why you get like a Sydney Sweeney, because she wants that starring leading role. She's and, up and, and coming. She's, yeah. And she's willing to take a chance on a first time filmmaker who has a great script with a vision to, to back it. Yeah, I just some of the effects, I wish they had stayed a little bit in their budget lane and like done what they could with what they had instead of pushing it into this realm that they can't quite pay off. But like you can still follow it. You know, I just I feel like some of the other stuff could have been pushed a little further too. like there's a pretty standard drug freak out scene at this at this senior party that. You know, if I see another GoPro strapped to somebody's chest looking back at their face as they walk around a party disoriented, <laughs> I'm I'm going to lose my mind. Like that's this is a time honored scene in movies and we have to reimagine the party drug freakout scene. We have to push it forward. We have to yeah. push it somewhere outside of the GoPro pointed back at the face thing. Yeah. That might be a personal issue that I have, but I definitely noticed that. It's also such a hodgepodge pastiche of like recent, I feel like horror films or psychological thrillers or or what have you. So it, it might not seem as compelling or as fresh as you'd as you would like it to. Um, but that being said, someone who has not seen Black Swan or someone who has not seen Hereditary or Amadeus or any of these other movies, if they stumble across this, it might land a lot harder too. If it can turn one millennial onto classical music, it's done its job. (laughs) But I don't know. We'll see. I never even thought about how apathy towards the genre is going to kill classical music. I never even thought about that until this movie and until Bishke gravely let us know that that is definitely the case. Yeah, that never yeah, so. that that conscious thought never popped into my head and you're right. Like I didn't even even like if you think about yeah, like films that are still shot on celluloid or or in David Fincher's version of Mank, it's black and white, which is I'm sure a novelty, like just doesn't happen. Like it's just absolutely an obscure rarity now. Yeah, uh, we're going to we're going to see a lot of those changes as we experience our beautiful life arc, boys. But for this movie, I do I do agree with you, LT, that it is lean and it it knows exactly what it wants to do. And it doesn't it doesn't have the money to go off on tangents that it doesn't need. I think it's a it's a good date night movie or a late night movie. And and if you have Amazon Prime, it's included, you know, as part of the Blumhouse deal or, or whatever. So it should it's be already available. there. Yeah. And and what's cool, too, is I didn't realize until just now because I, I, I looked it up uh, as we were talking, but the writer director, 
uh, Zoo Quark. It's Z-U and then Quark with an E. Uh, it's like a first time filmmaker and she's obviously like extremely talented. And I'm just trying to find out like where she came from because I want to track whatever she's doing next. I think like if she gets a, a real budget, I mean, the sky's the limit. LT's on the trail. He'll keep us updated. In the meantime, let's go to them Nocturne Bones. I can feel it in my bones. All right, Mysterious Bishki. You having high-pressure piano flashbacks with this one? I Is it hitting do, home? Yeah, I do like the premise. Um, you know, as I said, classical music struggling to remain alive in the millennial world. Um, two sisters dueling it out for Juilliard, classic. Classical musicians trying to escape being piano teachers, which has to be a very uh, difficult thing to do. <laughs> um, right. And I so, all, yeah, I liked all that. I did have some questions about certain plot elements. There's a point where uh, her sister um, Vivian takes a fall, and I was like, did she just like fall off a cliff accidentally? I was like, and there's she did. And then Jules, our lead, <laughs> Juliet, passes out during some of her performances. And it's kind of like an open ending and very Black Swan. But I preferred Black Swan probably. But, you know, it's obviously on a much lower budget than Black Swan. Um, definitely feels like a first time feature and student feature. Very ambitious, but I do consider it amateur. I do consider it amateur black swan. I'll give it one and a half bones Boom. Um, for a superior and darker movie about piano playing. I recommend Michael Henneke's movie, The Piano Teacher, starring Isabel oh, Hubert, oh my God. which I give four <laughs> bones. Four that's bones. A, that's a different. Uh, wow. That's a differently prepared meal. My favorite yeah. Henneke film. Haneke, oh, Michael Haneke is the only filmmaker that I legitimately fear. Like I yes. do not fuck with Han Michael Haneke because he will slap you on your ass. Like he will just and a little Gasper, Gasper No, and Michael Haneke. If they yeah. were to team up, deadly. <laughs> yeah, Haneke will fuck you up, man. dude. I just got to yeah. say about Michael Haneke. When I was in college in Chicago, I was at a blockbuster video in the foreign language mm. section, and I see a movie called Fun That's where he dwells. Funny Games, and I'm like, Funny original, Games, huh? Yeah. Michael Haneke, huh? Blockbuster, huh? Like how? How, how crazy could it be? Probably not that crazy. I'll rent it. <laughs> and like the next, not day, but like the next week, I was still like processing and coming to terms with like what I saw. And I was yeah. like trying to explain it to people. And they were like, that doesn't make any sense, Lucas. You're not making any you sense. And I'm like, I'm like, no, he paused it. And then he rewound the movie I was watching. You don't understand. <laughs> He directed the remake as well of Funny Games, I saw the American too, yeah. remake. And I had a screening in my apartment where we played both versions simultaneously. Wow. And smoked everything. Wow. And it was a religious experience. Whoa. So I recommend that. That's an amazing experience. Yeah, but you know what? White ribbon. You, white you should do they should do a double feature of that simultaneously, but then Alfred Hitchcock and Gus Van Sant's Psycho simultaneously, yep. like back to yeah, back. Yeah, let's do both. Let's do it. You got to be a real uh, orc dork for movies to do that, though. <laughs> uh, so that's one and a half from Bishki, Lucas. Rain down the love and light on this student feature. I know, I know. Look, everything we've talked about, I feel we're we're in sync on like 
Brother Bishki's breakdown is very accurate. Like, uh, I know there's not much more any of us can say, except uh, this is a solid Saturday night, midnight, like cult film. Uh, so I'm going to give it two and a half bones because I can see the care and craftsmanship and precision and the storyboards like they didn't waste anything like they absolutely utilized every favor they had. And I thank them all for it. Two and a half from LT. And, you know, on the back end, if they had just pushed things in a few new directions that I didn't that I wasn't able to completely predict, that would have pushed it quite a bit higher for me. That said, in my heart, I'm at like a solid 1.5 bones. But the last shot, you know that that last shot lived in the filmmaker's head and she dreamt about it and saw it all the time and she fucking pulled it off. It's a great last shot. And so for that last shot, and if you watch this after midnight, two bones, I'm going to give it two bones. Threading the needle. Yeah. Threading the needle. And I think, I think, uh, Especially with some of the the shit that is just hitting the VOD fan lately, this is a solid choice for your yeah. for your late night uh, endeavors. So, LT, thanks for bringing that into the fold. Thanks for taking this uh, piano class with me, uh, fam. <laughs> I want to see Bishki in a tux with tails tickling the ivories someday. Yeah, seriously, I totally have the motor memory. I just got to bring back a little practice, and I'll be there. Oh man, <laughs> that's like me with crib. You with piano, me with cribbage. Now we got to figure out what uh, Lucas's hidden, locked away superpower it's, is. You're not going to believe it. It's surfing. I used to surf a million years ago, but, but, shit. but not as an adult. Surf's up, brah. Believe it or not, I used to have like a six foot Olsen board when, when I moved back to L.A. in like the summer of 97. And oh, then man. like my my mom like drove me up and down PCH, like looking at all the spots and they sucked. I was like, I can't surf down here. <laughs> like I'd have to go further south. And my mom was like, well, not until you get a license. And then I wound up taking a, uh, a video production class that very summer. And the rest is history. Oh, nice. nice. oh, that turned it all around. Well, I can't wait to see you bust that board back out some one fine day. Yeah, bro. And just crest that wave perfectly. That's going to be great. Play us out oh. with a little classical Lodge Master. Oh, oh, play yeah. us out with, with, with the, you know, the conversation uh, piano. Uh, David, uh, what's his name? David, David Shire. Thank you. I've been trying to contact that guy because I want that. Uh, I want the sheet music to that. You, I don't know how to play it. Oh, and I need the sheet oh, music. David Shire, take us out. <laughs> this is getting way too classy for me, guys. But uh, yeah, your wish is granted. <laughs> Love and light. Love, Love and light. light.
I was surfing through uh, the void 